Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist. This is Deborah Heim. You can find me at DebraHeim.com and VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. Very Best Little Hair House is my in-person brick and mortar, they refer to it as that, wig shop where I work by appointment, you come in, and within an hour, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And I've had women that have worn wigs for 15, 20 years that come in and leave the shop amazed because a lot more goes into it than me just selling you the wig that you come through the door thinking that you want. And if you want to see more about my process or how I work, I do have YouTube videos, which I'm starting to do a lot more of because most of the people coming through the door say that they have seen my videos and that's why they are there. Plus, there's many, many other reasons. My selection is out of this world. And when I first started in the wig business, it was really hard to set it up that way because the way the wig business is set is that when you are buying from a vendor, they kind of want you to just carry them. So I ran into a lot of, let's say, hurdles assembling the selection that I have. But I do it because there, I firmly believe there is a wig out there for every person, but not every wig is right for every person. And one of the reasons behind this podcast is because I know when I was searching for my own alternative hair, it can get kind of overwhelming because you can't find everything all in one place. Like some places have a decent selection, but they don't really know the, the answers to your questions, that type of thing. Um, and so I just decided one day, I'm going to do this myself. And I had hoped other wig shops would pop up. Actually, I was hoping I would franchise and that I could have more than one location in one place because I do think that the existing wig shops mean well, but I try and take it to a whole different level. And one thing about if you do work online or you ever work in the shop with me is I'm here for you. You know, I can answer questions afterwards. I have people that live in other areas that shop online, and I can guide you kind of through that because I don't just wear my wigs myself, which I do, which is huge because when you have a wig shop owner that wears wigs because they have hair loss, you know, there's a lot of wig shop owners that wear wigs because they like wigs, and that is totally cool. But I'm telling you, on a one-on-one level, I understand a lot of the concerns. I have been there, and I have found ways to get around it. So a lot more goes into a consult with me than me just explaining how to do this to a wig or what wig features you want in this and that kind of thing. Because there is so much more in feeling beautiful. And I put a lot of heart and soul into every consult that I have. And the transformation is amazing. That's why I call myself the alternative hair alchemist, because there is a difference between buying a wig and truly transforming into where you feel beautiful and radiant. And I see a need for a lot of women to 
step it up a little bit on the self-acceptance game. So that's why coming up this year, I will be having some group programs because it's tough when you have anything chronic going on. You can kind of get discouraged, what have you. So, you know, I want to help you get okay with yourself, whether it's hair loss, whether it's a chronic skin condition, what have you. But this podcast, we're going to talk about alternative hair. We don't talk about it enough. Women are afraid to say, yes, it's a wig. I have clients that, and I totally get the confidential nature that some people, that's where you're at. So, but I have clients that will admit to, you know, whatever before they can say, yeah, it's a wig or yeah, it's a hairpiece. And that is totally fine where you're at. But I am here to tell you that you can get past that. And once you do, once you get to the acceptance and the knowing that you are perfect even in your imperfection, then you, it's just like you break free. It is a great feeling. Now for this week, I want to try and explain the basics of fit. And it's going to be a little bit of a challenge because this really is something that is best done in person. But let me see if I can help you out here. First of all, with your measurements, measurements are just a guideline. And I'll tell you why. Because you can measure a certain way, but the slope of your head, especially in the back, will affect the way a wig fits you. Now, add into the equation that there are tons of average size wigs out there, and the averages all vary from brand to brand. But if you get into the territory that you really need a petite or really need a large, you get into limited styles and you want to try and avoid that if at all possible. And I can tell you in the five years that people have come to my shop, the people needing a true petite really have been few and far in between. But I'll tell you, it takes quite a bit of trying on to find what's going to work for you. That's why it can get overwhelming when you are only able to try one wig at a time if you're you know shopping online or sometimes when you go to a shop I think the maximum if they still let you try them on is three here's a surprising fact in my shop people coming through the door try 15 to 30 that's right so when you are having a little bit of a challenge trying to find that certain wig. Keep in mind that if you were to have a consult with me, I can probably fast forward you through a lot of the trial and error. But basically, when you put a wig on, it should feel like a part of you. Now, the ear tabs are meant to hit right in front of your ears. Your ears should fit outside the curve of the wig around your ear shouldn't be on top of your ear. I know that sounds like, well, of course I know that, but I can't tell you how many women have come into my shop. They will have a wig band on and a wig cap, which do not get me wrong. Sometimes that is exactly what you will need to make the wig work for you. But as far as fit, I have had people 
like I said, 15 years. And the reason is when you get a wig and you think that's the best you can do, you tend to stay within that. So if you give yourself a chance and try extra, you know, styles or whatever, you will be surprised at what works for you. Often with especially people that have had hair loss, I will see the tendency to want the hairline to sit too far back. I will see women try and slide the wig back farther because they don't want the hair in their eyes, or I often hear, well, this is too much hair. But the thing is, if you get a wig that is too far back up on your headline, it's not going to sit as securely as it should. And back to the slope of your particular head. Many people don't know this, but when, and this is not a statement about childcare or what have you, but a lot of the times the way that you were laid in the crib, um, there was a period of time where the mobiles, babies would be laid flat on their back and the entertainment was the mobile going around over the top and you tend to lay your baby in the way that it's most comfortable. But that can result in your head in the back having a little bit more of a different slope. So that is where I see a lot of wigs. That's where you want to get the best fit possible. And a couple things. When you are more on the petite side, an average wig will tend to, you know, have a little bit of a puff at the back of the top of your head. A couple things you can do. You can always remove a weft or if it's hand tied, it should fit a little bit better than a wefted wig. But there are things you can do for that. But I have seen women get get worried that you can see that, but from the naked eye, you can't. So when you're looking in the mirror, and you look at the back view, it may feel like it's a little bit off. And again, this is where I like to have you in person because I can tell by putting my hand on your head whether it's the right one or not. But sometimes what you perceive is not really there. I have women, a lot of times the wig will fit perfectly and they will be saying, but it's sliding up in the back. And we check that thoroughly. But sometimes the sensation on your head will make it feel that way. But again, it's simply not the case. There are a couple things that can add you that extra assurance that the wig is not going to come off of your head. My favorite, talked about it before, is Walker Blue Mini Tab Tapes. I put one piece in the center of my forehead, and that stuff is Trust me, it will hold your wig on. I have been on a motorcycle, and it doesn't go anywhere. There are a lot of things like the got-to-be gel and stay uh, sprays, whatever works for you. There are options out there, but I'm a firm believer in less is more. A lot of times what I found when using the types of products to make sure that something stays on your head kind of gunked up my wig, so I'm very particular about that. So... Um, if you haven't tried the Walker wig tape, I thoroughly recommend it. I have a video on it on the YouTube channel. can be found easily on Amazon. 
And you do have to be careful because nowadays, whether it's online or on Amazon, whatever, when you put something in to do a search, those results may not come up first. That's the beauty of paid advertising. So sometimes when you put in Walker wig tape, Walker is going to be the 10th or 15th thing down. But if you need any directions to that or a link, I do have one in my group on Facebook, Wise Wig Advice and Support Group. Now, in the case of a true petite, and believe me, I have had them, as far as everybody coming into my shop, I would say women tend to be on the smaller side of average rather than the larger. If you are truly a petite, that is where fit is the most important thing because when you have a wig that's too big for your head, all of a sudden you really are fighting the battle of too much hair. So if that is something that you're running into, again, a consult with me, I can help you figure that out. But do keep in mind that if you really are truly petite, and I'm talking about 20 and a half to 21 inches, sometimes the best solution truly is a petite. And the other thing I feel like I should put in here is that a lot of women coming through the door, as soon as I go to measure their head, they're like, oh, I know I have a big head. Now, when did that become a thing that would be ashamed of? First of all, I have had very few women measure even close to 23, even 23 and a half. There are still average wigs out there that are going to fit you. But Don't get too overly concerned or put a label on your measurements because, you know, I used to think I had a big head myself, and I still think that. When I look at full-length pictures of myself, I think my proportions are off. But see, I know deep down inside, sometimes I can focus on things that truly aren't the case. But anyway, the point is, is say you do indeed have a head that's larger than others. The way I put it is, well, I had to put all those brains someplace. I don't know why, but it seems to me as women that we make certain things a statement about ourselves, and it is certainly not. A measurement is what it is. And I guess I'll wrap it up for this week. Thank you for listening. If I've said something that helped you, please let me know. I love to hear from you. I am looking for people to sign up to my email list. To keep in mind, I will be announcing some things this year, and I plan to start doing $50 gift certificate giveaways if you subscribe to the shop email letter. And I promise you this, I am not going to spam you. I am doing this hesitantly, as you can see, because I am not a fan of junk email. And believe me, if you trust me with your email, I will only send you the good stuff. So thank you for listening. Until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.